0: Hello everybody, this is Francisco here for the Frank Ops Show, the worst name for a podcast ever. And well, March is over, March of 2023 that is, and so that means it is time for me to look back at the video game backlog to see what I was able to complete and the massive amount of games that i still have to beat which of course i'm always acquiring new games week after week and it just never seems to end whether i'm getting them for free or if i'm paying for them Alrighty, so let's get this started so march march was significant especially towards the end because guys my xbox 360 I can't say that it crapped out because it still works but the disc drive is basically almost dead sometimes it feels like reading the disc sometimes it does not at all so it's a crap shoot when you when you stick the tray in and you have to eject and then let it read doesn't read then eject again put it back in see what happens and maybe on like the 10th try it'll actually read the disc enough for you to play the game and i have games and i have pretty much all my xbox 360 games installed onto the hard drive so it can just load up it just needs to read the disc just for the startup and that's it it doesn't need the disc after that it can just run off the hard drive problem is i just couldn't get through that first part so i finally decided to bite the bullet and buy an xbox one I used one in Xbox One S. That's what came to me towards the end of March. And I used that as an opportunity to uh, both try and and push through my Xbox 360 back catalog uh, and try and get those games complete. Uh, But, of course, that also means now the Xbox One and its entire library of games is available to me, uh, as well as whatever is available for the Xbox 360 as far as backwards compatible games and the original xbox even though i don't see myself collecting much for the original xbox and and the 360 uh it'll be touch and go with that because some games are on pc with much better graphics and frame rates and all that and it all just depends uh I'll always, will you know look for lots and things like that, and I, I don't foresee the Xbox One because the same thing with the Xbox One. A lot of those games are also on my PC, and probably would run better on that than on my Xbox One. But it just once again depends if I come across some games, sure. And there are still games that are only console releases, especially like some EA Sports games and and and, and well, I bought MLB Twenty Three. The show that is one of the games that was added to my backlog I can start with that because as much as that's added to the backlog, there's no real start or finish to it. So it's really a game that I can complete when I feel like it. It's not really a a, a set thing. So let's um, say it enters my my backlog. It's like an in-betweener, right or it's like those those multiplayer games, You're not really ever finished with them at all. You don't really beat those video games. You can consider, okay, well, if I play through an entire full 162-game season and win the World Series, then I've beaten the game. But that's really not what I'm going to get out of this game. Uh, Maybe. Just depends. But really, I just wanted to dick around with it and pretend that I'm, I'm on the Marlins or that I control the Marlins who are my favorite baseball team. And so I uh, will just add that as, as a completed game, basically. <laughs> I know, it, it, this is my thing. seems like it's cheating, but I can create whatever criteria I want. Some of the games that I do receive over the course of the month are multiplayer only sometimes. And so that those immediately don't even enter the backlog because there's only so many live service online multiplayer games that are out there for you to pay attention to it's they're always closing down they are also uh, just so many that it's hard to catch up you really only have uh, some maybe attention for one maybe two maybe two games but for me i mainly play single player video games and the multiplayer games are really just like Splatoon or or Super Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, Rocket League. Not really much else after that. Even like MLB 23 The Show, I haven't activated my Xbox Game Pass subscription. I have one. It's it's set. I can just start it up whenever I feel like it. And now that I have the Xbox One, maybe I will. But that's also for my PC, so I can just play games off of that. And I probably will through that, unless it's console only. Aside from that, I might play Halo Five. There's the Master Chief Collection. I still haven't gone through all of the those Halo games, but I I own Halo Three, so I can go through that. I can go through Halo Two. I already beat one in Reach, and I just have to go through four and five. And five is is console exclusive, and, and infinite, infinite. But I, I most likely just play that on PC. Um, so I can go through the whole Halo series, but eh, whatever. Anyways, that's, I'm rambling. I'm rambling. We, we've started this. We're already five, we're actually six minutes in. So let's, let's get started with some of these games. All right. So we're going to start with the, the games that entered my backlog first. There's a few of them. There always is. But the first one is a big one. Paper Mario, the Origami King. So I've gone through pretty much all of the Paper Mario games at this point. Uh, I'm only missing Mario and Luigi Paper Jam for the 3DS, and I'm going to assume that's going to go up in price. And my 3DS collection isn't as deep as it was with like my DS collection. I'm not as interested with that. It's... I don't know. I, I've moved on. I've moved on. 3DS just didn't capture me as much. I have a bunch of 3DS games, but not as much as one would think. So that one i i missed on and i'll see i'll see how how the prices go i'm if i can find one for cheap maybe i can nab it and just take it and and play through that game but i have the origami king i played through color splash on the wii u last year so i i do feel like i'll I'll get to this one some point as well and it looks enjoyable it looks of course like a, a good paper mario game and and i will go through it so that'll be fun that will be fun all right, next is Figment. So Figment, uh, I have this through. Um, uh, they released. They, they kind of gave this away on on like good old games, Steam and Epic Game Store because the second one of this game was released. But it, it's on PC. It's an isometric, I guess, puzzle platformer adventure game. Let's just say that kind of gives me James and the Giant Peach vibes if you if you understand what i mean and then that type of style um it looks kind of surreal with the, but, uh but i don't know it, it looks interesting uh looks fun um and uh, i will see it, it's currently at uh, 7.1 on uh, the user rating on on how long to beat it's uh, it's set at five hours ish to to beat the game uh, on average so Uh, I might just go for it. It looks interesting. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Next is Rise of Industry. So I have this on PC as well. Uh, Strategic tycoon game. Puts you in the shoes of an early 20th century industrialist. So uh, 22 hours long, 46 hours. uh, On average, 66 to 100%. But this is one of those games that kind of, you know, like SimCity probably a game that you could just play forever. So I have a few of these. I have like city skylines and, and it just, just seems like I'm never going to get to any of these kind of wish I could give this to my dad, uh, in the, in the sense that, uh, he, it seems like he can play a few of these games, <laughs> All right? Just, he, he, you know, he can focus on one game and that will be the one game. All right. Next is Baldur's Gate enhanced edition, I have this on PC. It's also on Switch and PS Four, Xbox One, what have you, and mobile phones. But uh, this this was released back in nineteen ninety eight, but they remastered it enhanced edition, whatever you call it, uh, back in twenty twelve. Top down RPG, um, fantasy elements, what have you, um, based on D D Dungeons and Dragons uh yeah yeah sure uh i'm not into the fantasy genre that's kind of my things uh but i'll see Uh, there's there's got to be a game that'll get me into it that'll get me into that that type of um aesthetic for video games and uh, i have all those elder scrolls games and now this Uh, i'm not sure one of those games has to capture me at some point you would think uh next is phoning home i have this on pc Uh, This is... I've seen the trailer for this. The open world style has some pretty nice graphics. It's called this Phoning Home. um, uh, Open world game of exploration and survival set on a strange alien planet. It tells the story of two robots, Ion and Annie, and their life-defining journey. Their designs look like WALL-E. And it probably just just seems like that. But uh, the graphics look good. It's not long. Seven and a half hours... 13 hours 100 percent so this one might capture me remember i always pick three games out of the the ones that enter my backlog where i'm just like i want to get to these at some point these these stood out to me that I, i i feel like i i should i should try to get to sometime within like this year or something like that but just because i just because i say that doesn't mean i get to i'll be able to get to them okay let's see moving on samsara room so i have this on pc released back in 2020 you wake up in a mysterious room you have never seen before can you find another way out so you're basically stuck in a room and it's it's a puzzle game it's a point and click adventure puzzle game and uh let's see it was a remake of the praised predecessor of the rusty lake and cube escape series i don't know what that is but yeah i mean looks looks interesting i mean sure i think we've all had those those dreams where you're kind of stuck in a room and it has no discernible way to get out like that those are freaky dreams all right speaking of freaky we're going to move on to a horror game which is a genre of video games that i woefully have not been able to enter at all, aside from Eternal Darkness, really the only only horror game that I owned at some point. Uh, but we have Dark Fracture. I have this on PC. Uh, between reality and nightmare, sanity and madness. So, a player explores a world that's ever changing, face your character's inner turmoil and chaos, walk the edge of madness in their shoes in this thrilling first person psychological horror. So, uh this is the prologue so this is not the full game so it's only 45 minutes 57 minutes uh to i guess 100 percent um just by looking at it yeah you it's kind of point and click you find some stuff you try and spooky things are going to happen and this is probably something i should try and get to these i should really dedicate the month of like october to just horror games because I have a lot of them last October. I got through man-eater because I wanted to be the horror And in this instance, I probably should be experiencing the horror because I've got a bunch of these games and a few of them are pretty pretty well received so I I really should get to these uh, Next is called the sea. So this is on PC uh, five and a half hours, seven and a half hours to so 100%. Uh, it's an otherworldly adventure game set in the 1930s South Pacific. Explore lush island paradise and par- and puzzle uh, out the secrets of a lost civilization, a hunt for your husband's missing expedition. So the lead character is a lady, and this is on pretty much every console, PC, Xbox. Um, well, actually not a Nintendo switch and looking at the trailer, looking at the art style, I dig this, I dig this art style. It kind of feels like, I don't know if, uh, I played a, a game similar to this, like, uh, the looker, uh, another one also, um, uh, which I haven't played, but, uh, the looker was inspired by, it was uh, called the witness and just the art style of this game, uh, Bright, saturated colors, uh, good particle effects and and environmental effects. It it looks really, really good. I can see why this isn't on the Switch. That makes a lot of sense as to why it's not on the Switch. This uh, would need a lot of work just to bring that down to the Switch. But this one sticks out to me. Its art style sticks out to me. Its premise. And it kind of is up my alley. Um, kind of reminds me of uh, rhyme in that sense too. Um, so I would say this is going to be one of the games that I choose. So this is the first one that outright I would like to get to. So I'm going to mark this right now. So that's that's Call of the Sea. Cool. Looks really nice. Uh, next, and this one is also a game that's been on my radar. A lot of YouTubers have played this. It's called I Am Fish. It is basically a game inspired by the, the Finding Nemo where the fish escape the dentist's office and have to find a way to, to survive their journey back into the ocean. Um, so your physics-based adventure game, Starring four intrepid fish friends Forcibly separated from their home In a pet shop fish tank And you have to roll your way to Swim, fly, roll and chop your way To the open ocean In a bid for freedom to reunite once again It, it looks fun The art style is fun The, the premise is cool uh, It's on PC and Xbox I, I really want to get to this one It's been on my radar. I haven't bought it. But now that I got it free, heck yeah, I do want to play this. And this has already taken up the second spot. Like, I want to play this game for sure. For sure. Uh, Next is Chenso Club. So I have this on PC, but it's also on Switch and PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. And... Uh, the art, It's two hours long, uh, eight, ho- eight hours to 100%. Aliens are attacking. Who will save us? The Chenso Club, of course. With their weapons or using the life force of aliens, these, force, these fearsome warriors are ready to do anything to win. So a side-scrolling platformer, playable solo or in co-op. It reminds me a lot of Mega Man uh, in that sort of pixelated art style. Uh, kind of has that same feel. Mega Man, or, or if you want a, a more modern version of that, Shovel Knight looks good. I, I like the the art style. It's it's interesting for sure. I, I, I do like that that this this aspect, this or Ducktales. Let's say Ducktales or Ducktales remastered. Just those those old uh, Capcom action adventure games, side-scrolling action platformers that's what this is definitely inspired by and of course shovel knight 2 which was inspired by those so this is ah, gosh i i would have to say this is the third game i think that's three that's that is three right there i, I don't know uh don't know what else man that, that that those three games right in a row and just to get all three for free man pc gaming really does have its benefits man you You put in a ton just to get a good enough rig for whatever you want it to be. But once you've got it, just the games just keep on coming. You don't really have to buy many games and there's always games on sale. I love it. I love it. It's very dangerous for some people, but I've for the most part been able to not, not give to all of those sales. Only when Charles, my my buddy who's on my other podcast, Sports Goofs, uh, when he's imploring me to buy something, I'm like, "You have to buy this game. You have to. You ha- You ha- you need to buy this. Fine, I'll buy it. It's two bucks. Sure." <laughs> All right. Next is Warhammer 40k Gladius Relics of War, turn-based strategy game. I'm not into Warhammer. I'm not Henry Cavill. Uh, he he. Pro- he probably has this. Uh, I'm just not into Warhammer, not into the series, but it's there. It's there. I've 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 seen it. I've 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 watched videos about the Warhammer series, but it's not not my cup of tea and is a definitely a very expensive habit to get into if you want to get into that series. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Next is Faraway 3 Arctic Escape This is a uh, puzzle game got a ton of these uh on the legacy games um client app whatever you want to call it on pc and that that's basically their specialty it's just it's just puzzle games this is on mobile it's on pc but um eh not really my it's not really not that it's not my cup of tea but it's it just doesn't stand out to me uh next is lorelei so this is on PC as well. This is a... I guess you would call this a horror game just from the style of it. Uh, the little she had was taken away but Lorelai refuses to give up. She will fight and not even death will stop her from getting it all back. Uh, art style has kind of like... I don't know. Uh, uh, any Anaconda, whatever you... That, that, that series on Nickelodeon. Maybe not that style but the movement of the character and things like that has a... Very kind of horror-ish goth aesthetic to it. Don't know what else to say about it, but it it is what it is. Uh, Next is Peaky Blinders Mastermind. Apparently Peaky Blinders is a TV series. I don't know nothing about it. I don't know. Is this like on the BBC? It kind of looks like it's something that would be. But it's a puzzle adventure game. It's on Switch, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Released back in 2020. But I don't know nothing about whatever this series is. I've never heard about it, so I'm not really interested in it. For at least for now, I I, I don't know, don't know. Uh, next is Book of Demons. So once again on PC. Hack and slash, distilled to its purest form, uh, devilishly charming and fun as hell. <laughs> Slay the armies of darkness in the dungeons below the old cathedral and save the terror-stricken paper verse from the clutches of the archdemon himself. So this I mean, it has like the asymmetric viewpoint. Kind of reminds me of Hades in that sense. It's a hack and slash. I don't know what else you want me to say about it, but it's on Switch PC and Xbox One. Eh, you know, not not really not really speaking to me at this point. But I've chosen three games, but I'm trying to see if there's one, maybe just one, that maybe just sticks out. Uh Neurodeck. This is on I got this on PC, but it's also on Switch. Uh psychologic deck building card game to challenge your fears. Build your dark, build your deck and capacities by answering personality tests, visiting rooms or meditating. Face your phobia and defeat them through the power of life-inspired cards. Hmm, one and a half hours long, but thirteen hours to one hundred percent for somebody. So I guess this is a game that you, I guess you could replay on on multiple occasions, maybe to get different different endings or, or, or results but uh, this is probably a game that you just play on a lark, just like, ah, let's get this out the way. It's one and a half hours. It's maybe more of like a social experiment than anything else if it's playing on your own phobias and maybe the game kind of adapts to you from there. I could see that as something that's pretty cool. That could be something for spooky month for sure. Or it could just make you make you really think about your life and put you into an existential crisis. We all need one of those every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Next, Alwa's Awakening Uh, Use your magic staff And progress through A large interconnected world Where you'll solve puzzles, fight enemies, and defeat bosses In order to help free the land of Alwa Charming 8-bit adventure game Released on Switch, PC, PS4 I have it on PC uh, Xbox One And NES Oh wow Wow this did release on the NES in 2017. Okay. All right, so that's a fourth game. I, I, this is my thing. I, I usually pick three, but that alone gets it to be four. <laughs> uh, 7.4 rating from people on how long to beat, but an NES game released in 2017 brand new the actual cartridge was or cartridges were produced that work on the NES uh reading this i guess they 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 scaled it down enough so that it would work on the NES and i guess on modern consoles it's not as uh demanding you know they or at least they'll be able to handle it and have some more effects and things like that but this works on an NES. I'm looking at gameplay of it. That's amazing. Seven and a half hours long, ten and a half hours to 100%. Kind of, once again, in that uh, Capcom uh, action adventure style, platforming style. Uh, once more, Shovel Knight, whatever you call it, Castlevania, maybe ish. It, 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 it looks good in that style. And the fact that it's released. On the NES of all things, how, oh man! How can I not look at this and be like, "Yeah, let's give this a shot." Yeah, that's a fourth game. We're putting that. We're putting that in. I don't care. We are putting that one in. Uh, next is Chess Ultra. This isn't something I guess I would put on the back. I, I have to move this out. Um, it's a chess game. It's a chess game. It has 4K visuals of boards. But it's a it's a chess game. I'm not into chess. I've never been into chess at all. Never bothered to learn chess. Just not my thing. So, yeah, I'm gonna have to. This isn't really in my backlog. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna move this out. This this does not belong here. This is one of those games that this is you could. It, somebody's played this two hours long, but you can't really hundred percent unless it has like challenges and stuff like that. But it's a game that you could realistically just play forever because it's chess it's chess it's just something that you have and you can play multiple times apparently has ai you know that's grandmaster approved so you can improve your own game for that but aside from that i yeah i'm I'm taking that one off that's kind of like mlb the show 23 like that that did technically enter my backlog but it's a game I could play forever and there's no real end to it. I can just keep doing it. Just like all those um, city-based games, those city-building games. Uh, once more, I define, you define your own backlog. It doesn't matter whatever type of video gamer you are. Your backlog is something personal to you. It's how you define it. It's how you see it. And you complete the games when you feel like Hey, this is it. This nobody's... There's no set criteria. It's all you. If you're comfortable just playing a game for a few, getting the gist of it, enjoying what you can, and maybe you don't beat the game, maybe it doesn't have an end or what have you, but you enjoyed it enough and just like, all right, I'm ready to move on. I'm not touching this no more. I'll sell it or I'll just have it here. And that's it. Sure. That's your own thing. Me... I'm defining mine in different ways, and I need to get some games off this list. And some games don't really have to be on this list. And that one doesn't have to be on the list. Chess Ultra doesn't need to be on this list. Um, anyways, uh, let's let's go to the Silent Age. So I have this on uh, on PC. Uh, let's see. So. The Silent Age is a three and a half hour long game. Uh, follow Jonah's journey through between future and past in his funky 70s adventure, point and click adventure game. Mobile and PC only. It looks like it just has a set end. As you can see, three and a half hours, so 100%. So probably a game that I, yeah, uh, on, a, on a random Saturday or something, just like, yeah, let's go through this. Um, just, just by the art style and everything alone, it just, looks like it's just a story progression for the most part. You look at some things, then click on some stuff, move them here, move them there. Um, yeah, and this is something I could probably beat, uh, yeah, three and a half hours. That, that seems like it's just a story that you just need to tell and, and then get to the end of, seems like some people have beaten it faster, so. Uh, this is just based on, let's see how many people, ah, a few, a lot of people have beaten this. Never mind. I, I thought more than that was only a few, but uh, a lot of people have beaten this and completed it. So that's fine. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and that is it for the games that entered my backlog. So now we're going to go through the games that I was able to complete, Games that I, I checked off the list. Alright, so March wasn't as I guess deep a month as as you would have thought from me, but I did beat some games at the very least. Not many, but some, but some. Alright, to start out the month of March, we're gonna start with spinch so spinch is a platforming game uh pretty surrealistic type of look to it i think it's a canadian game a lot of bright garish colors um that that was the style that they looked for it has kind of a gosh i'm trying to think of a cartoon that looks like it but um if you remember that uh the episode of rick and morty with uh the uh, the King Jellybean that uh, almost assaulted uh, Morty uh, main character kind of looks a little bit like that not not entirely but uh, before he goes you know crazy uh, but Spinch is very much a uh, difficult platformer it's one of those those really hard ones that. Uh, but luckily there's a lot of checkpoints and things like that, but the boss fights in this game are unfair and really bring the the overall enjoyment of this game down. The main levels, the main platforming levels, uh, have, yes, have difficulty, um, I would say in the sense of uh, like Super Meat Boy and that, that sort of thing. Maybe not as hard. It's not as hard as that, but... Just a game that you, it's definitely based on on flow and skill has an isometric uh, look for the not not an asymmetric look in the sense that it's it's a platformer but it's presented in that style so sometimes platforming is not as as sharp as let's say if it had been if the if the graphics displayed had been flat platforms um, so that's kind of my criticism for that and then finally at the end i was at the final boss and the game crashed on me and i went to restart it and my save had been completely wiped so i would have to start from the beginning this is six hours and 17 minutes that i was into this game already so i i called it from there i looked at the final boss battle at the end i guess I, I was only a few hits away from actually beating it, and I looked at the end. I saw the end of the game. I'm basically like, all right. I beat this game. I'm not going through six an hour, six, six hours of that. Heck, the second to final level of this game took me an hour to get through, because it it, it gives you so little checkpoints and is so brutally difficult that it's it's borderline unfair. So the unfairness of this game really did bring the, the user scores for everybody was like. It was like a 6, maybe even 5 out of 10 for a lot of people. It's a competent game for the most part, except for the end when it crashed on me. And there were times towards the end of of this game where just because the game was was just crapping out on me at the wrong time, the controls, graphics, things like that, it, it finally did crash on me. And I had to knock it a lot of points so i gave this a 6 out of 10 and that's just being generous um if you're into these brutally difficult platform games go ahead and go for it but there are better games in even that genre so i would say yeah only give it a shot if you're really into that if you're not don't go near this i got it for free i i saw it the the average time was basically around that anyways for a lot of people so there you go not many people have beaten this at least on how long to beat and i can see why but i i in the end know i i was going to beat this game so they screwed up and so I, i'm not i'm not giving them six more hours of my time no way game was over Next is Lego Builder's Journey. So I give this an eight out of ten. It's a nice game. It's a game that you kind of, sort of. Uh, I beat it in two hours and uh, fifty six minutes. Uh, there's no, I mean, it's that's space There's no like, it's, it, you beat it's. It's only one hundred percent. It's just one story. It's a story of basically a father and son, <laughs> but everything's Legos. Everything's Legos. And they have a set of uh, just like an isometric 3D viewpoint of a bunch of Lego things. And you basically have to get your character from one point to the other by building uh, bridges and ramps and everything. what have you uh, to get to the other side and move on to the next point of the story. So um, it's, it's good. It's good. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a, a showcase if you have a, a good PC. A, a good PC. Um, I don't know what else Bench was on, but this is on Switch, PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, S, mobile, what have you. Uh, Lego Builder's Journey. Uh, most people beating it two and a, two and a half hours, but I, I did it in three. Uh, I got stuck in a few things, uh, just trying to figure out what to do. But eventually I was able to get it. Um but yeah, it's fine. It's a it's a good little thing and it's I think it's something that uh you can sit down with kids and try and get through. Um definitely not in the style of like the Lego I don't know, Star Wars and any of those it's not in that that uh in that sort of style. This is definitely more um uh I guess more polished in the sense. I don't know. I, I really like the aesthetic for this. Good. Li- the lighting is fantastic in this game. The lighting is absolutely fantastic. To kind of build uh, the story in these just these small little dioramas of of Legos uh, for each portion of uh, of the storyline there. So it's good. It's good. Next is them's fighting herds. So this is on Switch, PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, and S. It's a fighting game that was based on a my Little Pony friendship is magic fighting game that's uh, I remember the trailers and everything for for that game even the music that was being produced and it, just, it was a very high quality uh, as far as fan fan games are concerned uh, presentation just from like the betas and things like that. but of course Hasbro, uh, drop down the hammer as far as uh, you know using intellectual property uh, and oh gosh I, I guess I can go a little bit of a tangent here but look fi- fan games are fine things like that especially if if you have somewhat of the blessing of the the publishers and developers my problem is there are certain companies that you know you just cannot go near like Nintendo Like, people try and try all the time making fan games of Nintendo series, Nintendo IP. And everybody gets upset. It's like, oh, Nintendo took down this, whatever. Of course they're going to take it down. You know they will. You know... So... All of that talent, all of that time with a property that you know is going to be a problem for the people who actually own the rights to that. And then you get upset and then the project is completely dead and nothing comes of it because you don't as much as you're very skilled at developing the game, you don't have any original ideas. Where I mean these people they could have gone that way, but instead what they did, which is really cool, was they got Lauren Faust the the director what have you of of the um My Little Pony Friendship is Magic to help them in in creating some original characters kind of in the art style of My Little Pony but the art style it's 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 not something that's um that uh was violating the the IP of the actual My Little Ponies they can have something similar and you made a slew of new characters a sne- uh, uh, an actual adventure mode from what I've played of and an actual fighting game problem is this is not a long game so I uh, it's still a game that's I get it's still at the mercy of of not the mercy of but um, it's still in development. It has come out. I don't know if it's it's it has received updates, but they're long between. So I did complete the game, but I completed what was available. And that was in 2 hours and 11 minutes. Because I reached an end point of the game, the actual storyline, and that was it. There's a multiplayer aspect and there are characters and things like that. But the actual adventure game, the actual single player story mode which um, I like the I like the style is it kind of an RPG overworld style and then you get to certain points where you are doing the actual 2d fighting game 2d 1v1s fighting game style. Uh, but there are certain sections where uh, they have you doing platforming using 2d fighting game controls, which, if anybody's played like the uh mortal Kombat sub-zero n64 game or ps things i think it was also on ps1 like that's not a good thing those controls are not meant to be used for anything other than fighting games and there are points where i was going through the adventure i'm just like this this is not how it's supposed to be playing on my xbox elite controller uh with an actual good d-pad and things like that and it's this is not good using the joystick using d-pad i was just trying to find a way so that's something that they they really if they're gonna keep going with this they need to do less of that but two hours and 11 minutes to get through what they had available Uh, and i don't know when they will update that thing and i can't assume that it will ever be updated so i have it as completed if i ever hear news that that they kept going with it, then I'll I'll be back, but but it's but it is what it is. Okay. Next is GoldenEye 07. So I played this through the N64 on the Switch. This is the first time I've been able to play the actual campaign, main storyline of Goldeneye. I have played it in the past, but only Blockbuster Rentals and only, only the multiplayer versus mode. So this is the first time I actually experienced the single player mode, and I've been going through a lot of FPSs this year. I'm I'm, I'm at least trying to do one per month, and because uh, it's a it's a genre that I haven't really that hasn't really sp- spoken to me. Aside from like Doom or even Quake, uh, I don't really play these games. But I got through GoldenEye, and I just, I like the story structure. <laughs> just these these missions that, um, they don't hold your hand. They really do not. They tell you what to what you have to do, what your objective is, but there are points in the game where I'm just like, what do I do? Nothing is pointing it out to me. And then I had to look it up or something like that. And, was, and there was just something exciting about that. And the missions don't overstay their, mel- their welcome. I I don't know, man. I, I really liked it. I had to, of course, on the Switch, on the N64 Switch, you have to kind of tailor the controls to be somewhat like a modern uh, dual analog shooter so you do have to jump through a lot of hoops i i played dual analog using two different joy cons um one as a as one player the other one was player two just to be able to simulate that that style but it worked out for me and uh it was fun it was really really fun it is definitely why i I can see why people love this game so much um so yeah this is a good one i gave it an 8 out of 10 even throughout all these years it, it holds up it does hold up with some slight graphical improvements and frame rate improvements for for the switch version and i think on the xbox version as well uh this one it, it the game holds up it really does uh, once again I, I like that it wasn't any the hand holding was not there because like Compared to like Titanfall 2, which I played, I think last month, Titanfall 2 was just like a straight shot. You just walk this way. There was no real exploration or anything like that. There was some of that in Goldeneye. So uh, that's also something that I really liked. And I'm sure there's shooters that are like that, but I haven't played them. And um, it seems like there's a shooter that's just mainly an FPS shooter, it's just mainly the, the multiplayer aspect in the campaign is just a throwaway, whereas a, a, or a linear straight shot, whereas this was, I had to think about some stuff. So, uh, good, 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 good. Uh, another game that was really good was Sable. Uh, played this on, on PC, and it's it's an open-world game. Um, it's also on PS four, five, Xbox One Series X and S, and it's basically like a spiritual journey in in that sense. That it's it's also um, like you, you're you're basically like a uh, a teenager, you're a teenage girl trying to come into your own, trying to figure out what you are going to be in the world, what you, what you your path for the rest of your life is going to be. Are you going to be a cartographer? Are you going to be uh, a metallurgy metallurgist, or uh, are, are you gonna, you know, be a hero, or like, what are you going to be? So you kind of go out into, out into the world, and have your like almost yeah, like a sci-fi Native American spiritual journey, try to find yourself, and a coming of age journey, and uh, cell shaded presentation. Uh, open world much it's basically a warm-up for me from for for tears of the kingdom coming out in may for the for the switch so i'm glad i i'm glad i played this this is a game that i i had i had on my radar for quite a while i looked at the trailer i liked the art style everything like that it's very beautiful um there's no combat in this game there's no combat. It's all exploration. It's all exploration, and and and, and taking on missions uh, throughout the world. But it, it's a game that lets you go at your own pace, much like the Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, I beat this game in thirteen. 13 hours 17 minutes. The game could have finished at seven hours in because there's a point in the game where they're like, well if you're if you're ready to come back home and 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 tell your family what you are going to be, um, you can end the game now just go back home where hey, our family's back because you're part of like a nomadic tribe. and so at, at some point they go back to the beginning of where you were at the game. And like hey we're back here you know, we're ready whenever you are to see what you've chosen yourself to be and um, I thought it would be a disservice to this game if I just let it be right there so uh, I might do a full review of this like a complete top to bottom but I felt like it was a disservice to the game if I just ended it right there and just try and get to the end as fast as I could. Because the end is whatever you define it to be. I got through 80%, yeah, around 80% of the missions for this game um, and achievements. So I, I... With games like this, I, I do try and play most of it. Um but I really did go for, and I'm like, I got to get through at least 75% of this game because it, it's too good, it's too good. I could have 100% of it and kind of, and probably, probably would have gone been at the 20 hour mark or so, uh, just to get through that. But, but I, uh, I got to a point around the 13 hour mark. I'm just like, all right, I think I'm finished. I think I'm ready to go back home. There's fast travel and things like that, and it's but I this is one of the this this game I'm glad I played this. I'm really glad I played this. So Sable. Uh next is Kirby's Dreamland 2. Played this on the Game Boy on the Switch. And uh hey, hey it's Kirby. It's Kirby's Dreamland 2. It's easy, it's short, it's quick. <laughs> Uh, but this was the first game. This I think this is the first Kirby game that that really did introduce the true ending to the Kirby game because you can blast through a Kirby game and get to the to get you can get to an ending, but you can't get to the ending unless you find certain things. So this game, I got to an ending in around hour and thirty six minutes kirby games are very simple very quick in that sense but the challenge is trying to get that true ending where you face the the um the eldritch abomination and save the world Uh, so that took about two hours and 42 minutes where you have to find a certain thing in in one of each of the seven worlds in one level in each of the seven worlds it's a to, I think it was the rainbow rod or what something like that, uh, rainbow pieces, uh, to be able to to get to the true ending for this game, and it's worth it. It, it definitely is worth it, um, especially with the Switch Online. You just uh, uh, not as much backtracking because you can rewind and things like that. So that's good. Uh, I can see there are points in this where if it was just on the Game Boy, you didn't have any of that. You'd have to replay a lot of levels. So I could see what there are probably a bunch of people out there that when they were kids when they had this game that probably put like 10, 15 hours into this just try and get everything. Uh so there you go. That was one Kirby game. I then played Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. And Oh man, this, this was this was fun. On the Wii U, the only release on the Wii U. And it's just a game that, man, I hope whatever Nintendo does next with the console, they can find a way to to get people to play this game. This one really does deserve to move on. Uh, that and a lot of 3DS and DS games, that just and Wii U games that rely on the touch screen, um, because Rainbow Curse has a banging soundtrack, has a banging on art style, and has a lot of challenge to it um but not so much where it's incredibly frustrating. I, I beat this game uh 90% on my first run around 4 hours and 58 minutes. So I could have 100% in it and there's a challenge mode as well which I didn't really touch. And but if I ever, you know, just bored or something like that, maybe I can go for it. But on my first run, 90% done with the game. So, uh definitely 100%able. And uh, really good. Uh, I gave this an 8 out of 10. Uh, Just... uh, I went and looked for this for the Wii U. I I searched for a copy of it and got it. And um, now that the Wii U eShop is is done so which happened this month, the 3DS and the Wii U uh, digital stores are finished. You can't buy anything off them anymore. So... It's over and you can't even download things anymore. Uh, so you you just uh, have to make do with what you've got or emulate what have you or hack your systems and, and put some ROMs onto a hard drive, what have you. And, uh, but I'm glad I got Kirby and the Rainbow Curse before any of that happened and the price shoots up. But this game does deserve to be ported to a different system after this. So hopefully Nintendo can can find a way. Alright, next is God of War 2. I started this game last year. Last year when I got my PS3. Uh, but I stopped. Because I had just come off of God of War 1. I and I, I think I, I overdid it. got fatigued with the God of War series. Even though it's good. I finally got to God of War 2. You know, hack and slash. Beat him up. You know, just move on to the next wave of of whatever and, and and but with some puzzle and platforming elements of course 8 hours 46 minutes no okay, Kratos is a very angry angry man and yeah, yeah yeah I don't know what else to say it's good it's a good game uh played it on the ps3 it's also on the ps2 i'm very surprised sony has not poured this thing over to their modern systems right now I am very surprised. That's that is something that that really should be remedied. They seem to be remaking The Last of Us ten times, but they can't seem to uh, or, or shadow of the Colossus. But they can't seem to get to uh, the God of War series, even though God of War twenty eighteen and Ragnarok have have absolutely floored people. So you would think they'd get on these these uh, PS two and, and PSP. Uh, and PS3 God of War games. Unfortunately, they're kind of stuck on the PS3. Uh, that's as far as it goes. So f- for now, and uh, nobody owned a Vita. <laughs> All right. So so yeah, yeah. But it's good. It's good. I don't know what else to say. It's good. Uh, next is Homefront. This is an FPS. Uh, this is when I discovered that my Xbox 360 was not going to make it, but I found a way to to power through and get through this game at the very least uh home front the premise is depressing and interesting at the same time where somehow some way north korea takes over the rest of south korea and then becomes a military superpower that invades and takes control of the united states so yeah yeah so that, that that's the world you're in in 2027 and that's when uh that's when it happens and so you're you're part of a resistance group trying to help the um uh your rebels trying to help uh fight the cause and and also trying to link up with the, the 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 remaining american military to try and stop the north koreans and i got through this game in in 5 hours or so I gave it a 6 out of 10. And it's, once again, one of those games that, you know, you just move on to the next thing, just in a straight line, then keep going this way to do what the thing tells you to do. And you have partners that are there uh, in each of the missions. And what I discovered was, because I was getting kind of... Once again, I I don't do FPS games a lot, so I was getting... I was getting thoroughly bodied at, at a lot of points, having to restart. And luckily, the checkpoints are very plentiful. And so dying is not really that consequential. You just go, okay, you're, you're kind of basically starting right back where you were like five feet ago. But I did discover that my partners, the, 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 the characters that I had, had a plot armor. They were invincible. So towards the end of the game, like the second half of that game, I was just like, why am I the one trying to push this and trying and just get in the middle of all this and getting shot at all the time when I can just hide behind this wall and my partners can take out the bad guys? And, you know, if they're taking a little too long, that's when I, I go in for some opportunistic kills and try and push the story along. And that was what I did. So there was one character in particular, Connor, that was like kind of the the, the leader of this group. And I was just listening to him. And uh, he was annoying. So I was just like, man, I hope this guy dies at the end. And he does. He does. Spoiler warnings for a game that released like, gosh, I played this on Xbox 360. Hold on. Let me see. Uh, this game released on, I'm assuming, the PS3 and the PC. Yep. Uh, PS3, Xbox 360, PC on live. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, back in 2011 and it did receive a sequel and that was it it it's from thq so there's a story for that but uh aside from that there's nothing else really memorable about the game the final the final act when you're you're invading the the golden gate bridge is a nice set piece that was really the that's the climax of the game i could see how they built up to it and it was really cool was really really cool i liked that a lot Uh, but aside from that nothing else about the game really mattered to me this is very forgettable to me so eh, yeah six out of ten for me i'm not doing a full review for this And the last game that I was able to complete this month was Spirit of the North on PC. So I've seen this game numerous times on the Nintendo eShop. It's also on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X and S um, and Switch. Um, But I have it on PC, uh, so I I didn't have to buy it. It's always on sale and you're a fox. You are a fox. You're inside of a world that's uh you're, you're basically it's an Icelandic game I was trying to figure I was trying to figure out what developer made this because I was like is this Native American is it but it's Icelandic um so you see a lot of aurora borealis you're in the mountains it's cold it's snowy uh, at some points but then it's you know you get into like um, rivers and things like that uh the art style is very generic in in a sense but Uh, It's set in a place that's also, um, that also kind of, it looks pleasing, like, but it's very much early, feels like early Xbox 360, PS3, and in, in the graphical quality, let's say, because even like the fox himself is, doesn't look furry. Uh, where, like, Fox and Star Fox Adventures had, like, fur effects and things like that. Like, it, like it, very much that sort of style. I don't know. It doesn't, It you know, the Unity logo didn't come out, but it kind of looks like it probably could have been built in Unity. Uh, but, hey, you know, I got through this game in about uh, 5 hours and 40 minutes. It's fine. Uh, there is some some exploration, but it's very janky uh, as far as the controls are concerned. But nothing overly frustrating at all. And basically, I, I just kind of conked out for two days and and beat it in two sittings. So for, for I got it done in a weekend. I wanted to get through it. I've I've eyed it for quite a while, um, and I wanted to be a fox for a little bit and, and, and you know, Um and uh, yes, I gave it a 7 out of 10. It's not awful, especially especially after playing through some of the games, like the frustration of Spinch, the, gosh, the, the meh of Homefront. This is not the worst game that I played this month. So yeah, 7 out of 10. Not, not, not going to blow you out of the water, but it's also not really a waste of time either i did not feel like i wasted my time playing through that game so yeah that was uh, and the achievements are pretty easy to get through to, to to accomplish i got i got most of the achievements in this game uh by the end of just the first playthrough uh so yeah spirit of the north all right so what were the top three games that i played this month well, number one, if I had to give an actual number one, goes to Sable. Sable was a, uh, an experience. I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was, it, it was incredibly well developed. And if you really liked Breath of the Wild and you own a, a PlayStation, a PC, or an Xbox, give it a shot go for it it's really good these the people who developed this really do deserve your support because i got it for free and i'm just like whoa i was lucky to get this for free the this game was uh, this game was worth the price of admission for sure and yeah sable so that's one if i had to give it a two hmm, number two yeah we're getting it to kirby and the rainbow curse the soundtrack's great the art style is fantastic it's it's a clay art style everything looks like it's made out of clay and the the touch controls are fantastic the only gripe i would have is it, nothing on the game itself because if you look at it on the tv on in hd beautiful or on, on the stream i stream the game beautiful fantastic gorgeous but you're mostly playing that game using the wii u's gamepad and had that thing had an oled screen would have replicated what i was seeing on tv but unfortunately it didn't and i'm watching not as great it's not a game and it's not a game that you can look up at the tv screen because it was replicating what was on the tv screen so um but it's not a game that you can just look up at the tv screen and keep playing like that unless you're really coordinated, not really able to do it. I tried. I I gave it an attempt in one of the levels and I'm just like I can't do it. I have to look at the at the touchscreen. Unfortunately. But yeah, but that's 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 number 2. And the third one for the month for the month of March 2023. It seems like a cop out, but it, it's Goldeneye. Goldeneye 007, It is a classic. It definitely is and does um, does back up its reputation. It does back up its reputation. It, it is an all time classic, and uh, it getting re released. It was a big deal, but I think a lot of people kind of phased out of the fanfare. But now that I gave it a shot myself and experienced it, it definitely holds up and. I have to say, uh, go and play it. Go and play if you've never played it, especially if you're into FPS games and you want to learn the history. Play GoldenEye. Play GoldenEye and see what what the evolution of the first-person shooter genre was. I, I said earlier that I wanted to go through more first-person shooter games, and I needed to check off GoldenEye from that list i played doom i've played quake 3 i i've, I've played the, the doom eternal and, and things like that I've, I've experienced some of these things but i needed to check off goldeneye as far as its, its actual single player campaign so that's 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 the end of the month that's that's it folks so uh, thank you all for for listening to this. I'm FJOJR Francisco, whatever you want to call me. This is the Frank Ops Show. Thank you for listening. Look, uh, if you if you want, uh, my YouTube channel link is there. You can see some of the 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 gameplays that I did for this month. I, I streamed I streamed Homefront, Goldeneye, Spirit of the North. Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, Sable, and yeah, that's it. Those are... Did I did I do Lego Builder's Journey as well? Uh, maybe. maybe. No, 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 I didn't. I didn't I didn't do Lego Builder's Journey, but I, I streamed a lot of the games that I, I got through this month. So, uh, yeah, that's it. So those are the three games that I enjoyed this month and, of course, the four games um, that I want to get to Uh, next month as well and thank you all for listening hope you enjoy this april is going to be pretty cool because i got a bunch of new video games added to the backlog oh boy i uh gosh too many video games too many video games i I love this hobby i love this hobby so so much and I, i can't wait to to share it with you guys bye bye